I'm Jen Gorecki, the CEO and co-founder of Coalition Snow. On any given day, you might find me on the back of a motorcycle in Africa, chipping away at the patriarchy, or playing in the mountains. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. I'm a high school teacher, and when I'm not in the classroom, you can find me on the mat, on the trail, or skiing 12 months a year around the world. What we've learned over the years is that despite how good that epic powder day or trail ride is, there's still so much more to talk about. So what we're doing is taking those conversations that we start on the chairlift and the trail, and we're delivering them to you in juicy bits every few weeks. As modern outdoor women, we do more than get dirty outside. We are complex, adventurous, and intellectual. And so are you. So subscribe today. Check out our campaign on Patreon and get ready to blush, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is brought to you by Coalition Snow, a women's outdoor company making equipment and apparel designed to deconstruct the status quo. FYI, friends, this podcast contains mature content and may not be appropriate for younger ears. You've been warned and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, before we get into the next episode, just want to share a little bit of feedback about waxing. So Tanette from South Africa wrote in and said that the Brazilian is the only way to go. While you're going through that pain, you might as well get rid of every hair front and back. Girl, I hear you on that. Now, she had an awesome tip. She said that she highly recommends decreasing the pain of waxing by exfoliating with Epsom salts just before you wax. Works like a charm. Take a handful of Epsom salts and mix it with a little lather of your normal body soap. Always color and scent-free soaps for the juicy bits. And gently exfoliate the areas to be waxed. And gently exfoliate the areas to be waxed. Rinse well. And she says that it also prevents ingrowns if you exfoliate with Epsoms right after your wax and once a week after that. And a little known fact, in South Africa, they call Brazilians Hollywoods. Love it. We heard from Jessica, who wrote to us, listening to Juicy Bits, shaking my office chair, I'm laughing so hard. But not just laughter, I felt a lot of gratitude too. Thanks, Jessica, because we think we're hysterical and we're glad that you do too. So Casey wrote in as well, and she shared how passionate she also is about hair removal. And she said, I'm with you on the waxing. I've been a hairy beast since the fourth grade with dark, coarse, abundant hair and have tried nearly every type of removal under the sun. I hate shaving and now only wax my legs. I used to shave my arms religiously, then decided to stop, then was quickly reminded how fucking hairy my arms are. So now I wax those too in the warmer months. My underarms aren't that bad because she lasered that shit off. I think that's for another episode. Michelle wrote into us, 
OMG, you two. I was dying the other night listening to the waxing episode. Jillian, plumbing issues, I could not hold myself together. Love you. We love hearing from our listeners, so please don't hesitate to tell us what you love or hate about Juicy Bits. And now to our next episode. Enjoy the show. This week, Jen Gorecki had the pleasure of interviewing Keely Kelleher, founder of Keely's Camps. Keely is a professional skier who raced competitively for 22 years. She was on the U.S. ski team and raced in the World Cup Speed Circuit. In 2011, she founded Keeley's Camp for Girls with the mission to coach, inspire, and empower young girls through free skiing and racing. Keely, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, we asked you to be on Juicy Bits because you wrote an open letter to Ski Magazine about a photo that they used in a Ski Boss article. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that photo and the letter that you wrote to them? Yeah, I'd love to. And thanks so much for having me on. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to have a conversation about this. So the article was in the November issue of Ski Magazine. It was called Boss Lady, and it was about five women, including myself, who are re-energizing the ski energy through their businesses. And I was really honored to be a part of it and super humbled. It was really a fun process to go through. That said, my letter basically expressed that the photograph of topless women was out of context and irrelevant to women running businesses and working within the ski industry. And my business works directly with teenage girls. So I felt compelled to speak out about it in a letter. My open letter also addressed that the article was about our brains as women in the ski industry, our abilities, our intellect, our accomplishments. And I felt very strongly that the attention with that photograph was taken away. It really felt out of, out of context for me. I'll say that this was an article that was so well intended and it's it's a bit ironic because I feel like the photo was out of context, but it, on the other side, it was such a powerful message that Ski Magazine was sending by putting five women in this magazine and highlighting them and five amazing women. So I think that's where the conversation starts for me. It's interesting too, because so I actually, just so our listeners know, I reached out to Crystal, who is the author of the article and asked her if she could be on our podcast today. And she wasn't able to join us because of work commitments. But what she did say, and I think this is really important to note, that she's not the individual who chose any of the photos for the article. And so we have this woman who writes an incredible article about five other women in the industry industry. And then the photo that's chosen, you know, really top fold to represent women's accomplishments, particularly in business in the industry is a photo of women standing on top of a mountain without their shirts on. And that was chosen by the editors. And I think that that's a really important detail to include in this conversation, because it would be so easy for people to demonize Crystal, right? And say like, what doesn't she get about this? Why is she, she doing this? But this really comes back to the editors. Ski Magazine called me the day after I released the letter and they apologized, which was really great. But they had four women deciding on this photo. It was four women. And that is the most ironic part to me. And Crystal did not have to submit that photo. She submitted the photo and that she's a part of it too. And I think we all need to have responsibility with this. 
So Keely, what are the top three things or like what, what are the three reasons that um, you really felt compelled to write that letter to the editors? I would like to say too that this letter was not to demonize anyone and I think that it's really important to have these conversations and to not just sweep our feelings under a rug when we want to speak out about something because we'll get to this later. It's important for women to speak out and talk about this stuff. So the first thing is I just thought the photograph of the three women with their tops off in relation to women running businesses in the ski industry was out of context. And that's my main issue with it. It really felt out of context. And especially because my business works with teenage girls, Keeley's Ski Camp for Girls. And I've worked eight years building a brand and a company around a mission statement to empower, inspire, educate, and connect girls in skiing. My second thing is I felt strongly that it was an important conversation starter. Like, my goal was to start a dialogue with this, and my letter, it was it was not to demonize anyone. Like I said, it was just um, my feelings when I first saw it, and I felt like a lot of people read into that photo choice and wanted to talk about it as well. I had a lot of phone calls and text messages from friends and campers and families I work with kind of expressing to me that like, they're so excited that I was a part of the article and they're like, God, that was so cool to read about the girls going to Iceland and backcountry skiing and everything that you guys accomplished there. But what's up with that photo in the beginning? We don't know if that really is appropriate. And So that just kind of got me thinking. I was like, you know, is it appropriate? Like, what is the message that this is sending in relation to my brand and the other four women that are highlighted in the story? So I just start to thinking, like, is this important to me? Is this important to my brand? And then I had, I actually had some people ask me, are you in that photo? And that's, (laughs) I was like, well, no, I'm not. You know, Jen, I think like the, the biggest thing that hit home for me that actually made me want to write this letter was I sat down with one of my campers because she wanted to talk to me about the article because it really affected her. And she told me a couple of teasing boys in her, you know, in her high school class asked her if she took her top off in Iceland too. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, it really speaks to how much um, images and even words can go into creating culture, right? So here you have this photo that some people might see as liberating for women and others, you know, a lot of the people that you work with. And honestly, a lot of people reached out to us at Coalition Snow as well to ask us, have you seen this and what's your official take? And it really speaks to a culture that women have to endure day in and day out. And I don't know about you, but when I sit down to work, I normally do it with my clothing on. So um, I'm, (laughs) I mean, right now for the record, I'm fully clothed. um, And every time I've ever been in a business situation, I've worn my clothing. And also I would say for probably 99% of my outdoor adventures, I also have worn clothing except for the times when you shouldn't be wearing clothing like bathing. So it's this really um, interesting, interesting photo. But I can imagine that that young girl was traumatized to even like the thought of having men or boys think of you in such a sexualized way. It's horrible, right? 
trust me too, it's taken me probably, it took me a month to write this letter because I was at first really kind of just disappointed and I didn't know what I was feeling. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, like, what am I feeling? I need to dig deeper. So I had so many conversations with, you know, my staff, the girls in Iceland, I had, you know, my family talk about it. And it really made me come from like a more of a like compassionate and eloquent stance of like, this is something we need to talk about. This is not something that we can just say, hey, let's just sweep it away and not talk about it. And and it's obviously a conversation starter. I had so many people respond to that letter, both with positive and negative feedback, you know? So I think that's super important for my mission and my camp and my brand to, you know, to speak up and use my voice. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's interesting because there are some pretty polarizing views on these sorts of images. I've seen, I've seen images like this on Instagram that women have taken of themselves and posted. Um, here's an example of an image where, you know, the editors chose to use it. There's been men who've specifically chosen to use photos of women in, in this way. And, and people, people perceive it in really different ways. And I think part of that goes back to like women's sexuality is pretty complex. It's a, it's a fine line between objectification and em- empowerment because so much of it is around who made the decision around using the photo and what's the context to, to your point. So um, I'm curious if you received positive and negative feedback on the letter that you wrote, do you think that we need to try to resolve these polarizing views or is there a different way to approach this since obviously a conversation and multiple conversations is needed about the the topic? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, like, I can't just I feel like I can't just chalk it up to like a differences of opinion or like just polarizing, like polarizing views. I think it's more just like a conversation and that I don't know how to resolve something like this. Like I, the only way I can think of it is that it needs to be talked about and that this photo may be like a specific movement for a specific purpose, but it's not this one. It's not the right context. And I think that the article I mean, it it was about our brains and not our bodies. And the photo of the three topless women made it about our bodies. And, and that just didn't sit well with me. And, and it's not that I don't think that, um, you know, this, this is a different space. This is a different movement. And I don't think that women wanting to be liberated and feel that freedom is wrong. Like, I think that's beautiful in the right context. Like Sports Illustrated, the body edition. I love that because it's about your body. It's about what you can do with your body and the muscles that are being shown. And I think that's quite beautiful, but it's not the right context and it's not the right space for this particular movement. And there's so many different movements that are going on with women right now. And I think that's my point. Like it's out of context and it felt you know, to be completely honest, I felt a bit ambushed by that photo because no one reached out to me and was like, hey, Keely, we're thinking about using this photo. Like, what do you think? And, you know, they obviously would have been, they would have known my opinion right away. Well, and that's interesting too, because here you have this article about women in business and women who are really taking control of a narrative and of a movement of, of women. And 
then they're not even granted any sort of leadership or power in an article that's all about power and leadership. It's pretty ironic. I'm curious, do, do you mind sharing some of the negative feedback that you got about your letter? Because I feel like we're doing a good job talking about why the photo would be inappropriate for this particular type of, of article. But some of the people who responded to you, what was their take on it? Did they have a, a different view? Yeah, I'm super psyched you brought that up because I did want to talk about like both sides of this story because I think that's the right way to go about it. And I um, went through all my Instagram comments and I looked up um, one and I wouldn't say that it's negative feedback. I, I'd like to reverse that that word negative. I would just say a difference of opinion, a different take on the photo. And so this one person, I'm not going to say their name, but they commented on my Instagram photo that I posted after the letter. And they said, in quote, I love the picture and the article. I found it very inspiring. But knowing that it wasn't you who chose the picture changes my view a bit. So frustrating. But I don't care because I think you can be beautiful, strong, and brainy at the same time. But it is a shame that it is the beauty slash sexuality that apparently draws people's attention. So I think like that one, I mean, it's like, I just see it as a different way to look at it. And I really want that conversation to start as well. You know, I personally agree that like, there's nothing wrong with the female body. And actually Americans are super uptight about nudity and sex. Like you leave the United States and you realize just how conservative we actually are. Like we, we like it, it's, it's amazing that we don't go through some sort of procedure when we're born where they like sew our thighs together. So um, for me personally, I like, I agree that like the female body is beautiful. People should have the choice in representing themselves and portraying themselves in any way that they want to. And women who choose to pose nude or topless or whatever, like that's their right. I mean, that's sort of the point of feminism is that women get to make their own decisions for themselves. But I think what's really difficult about this is that, you know, going back to this, this culture piece that when you're a woman in business or just I guess a woman navigating day-to-day -day life, it gets really fucking hard when you are confronted with situations where your sexuality is at the forefront and you just want to show up as a human being. You're just there to either make a deal or have a conversation or get a cup of coffee or, you know, all the million things that we do day in and day out and to have to navigate the objectification of our bodies. And, and sometimes it's, very difficult because you know you're entering into a conversation or a situation that is going to be sexually charged and you're not interested in that at all. Yeah, I think that that is such a good point, Jen. And I think um, what you said about navigating this kind of terrain, it's really hard. It's not something that has like a set precedent. Like this is how we start a women's movement or these are the rules. I think that it's really important to keep things in context and make sure that like you're representing women how they want to be represented and you're giving them a choice. And could I share another quote from my Instagram that I thought was really powerful? So it's it's on the other side of it and I thought this was so so cool because it was it's a quote from Emma Watson that someone posted on my Instagram account and then also she said something below it. So here it is. Feminism is about giving women choice. Feminism is not a stick with which to beat other women. 
Um, and then she said below that, thank you for bringing your powerful perspective to the ski industry. And thank you for not attacking the three women in the photo shoot who chose to pose for another type of picture. I agree with you that the ski industry has years to go on the journey to highlight women in a professional light. There's not a lot of things that I would say you shouldn't do this or that, because I just think that this it's, it's so subjective, right? So I love that quote that, um, you know, did not demonize the women in the photo because that's so important. And I think so much of this comes back to, was that the right photo for this particular article and why did it get chosen? Like, why was that the photo to represent five women who are arguably moving the needle in the ski industry through their businesses? Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And it, it's interesting too, because, and I don't, I mean, a lot of this, even our conversation is somewhat subjective because we don't actually know the individual who made that decision. We don't know if that person is a man or a woman. We don't know what their rationale was. And, and honestly, I'll just put it out. If anyone from Ski Mag wants to come back to us and shed light on this, we'd be happy to hear your feedback and um, share it with our listeners. But we don't really know why that photo was was posted. But it's troublesome because that's not necessarily the narrative that we want to represent women. Aren't we working so hard to move away from that, right? Like that's not... For me personally, I want to be known for my intellect and my business acumen, not for the way that I look. And when we, when major publications use photos like that, it kind of moves us further away from our ability to be perceived as human beings. And I think that is such a good point. I I think that it's it's fleeting. Like our intellect sticks with us till we're 90 years old. (laughs) Like we get crow's feet. We, you know, we're not that perky little skier bunny, you know, like that, that has a, a, that has a time limit on it. And that's why I think it's so important to tell young girls that like, you need to be able to use your voice and to speak up when you feel something doesn't feel right. Just like when we're in avalanche terrain, like navigate the world, like you're navigating a mountain. If you don't feel right about something, if you hear a weird sound, turn around and tell your partners that it's not okay. And it's time to turn around. And this translates to their lives. And this is what we try to do at Keeley's camp. That's what all my coaches respect and honor when they go into the field with the girls. I have a really amazing lead guide for the Iceland trips and the Montana backcountry trips. Her name is Lindsay Mann. And she is so, so thoughtful about the way she talks to the girls about mountain manners. Like, how do we go into the mountain and respect this place, but also use our voices to speak up when we don't feel like something is right? And Take this with you when you're not in our camps anymore. Like take it with you into your social life. And these teenagers are going through. I mean, do you remember being a teenager? (laughs) Oh my God. So that was a long time ago, but yet I do remember being a teenager. And the funny thing, one of the things that I remember the most is how insecure I was about the way that I looked, which is now, now it's not, that's not even on my list of my list of shit that keeps me up at night is not how I look because my 20 year old body is long gone. So I don't even think about that anymore. But yeah, I remember being a teenager and it was kind of the worst, (laughs) like the worst. And I think that's why, like, I like to go back to this context. Like there's a space for everything. And this was not the space for a photograph of topless women. And 
I want, I want the girls to know that I represent them. I represent them. And so does our staff when like we say something wrong as well, that we don't think complies with our brand and not that it's wrong, but it's just not the right space. I mean, you were just talking about how like you felt as a teenager, like think like they're in it right now. They're in the deeps and throes of teenage confusion. And like to see like an opening article and then flip to the next page and, and then it's them topless women to teenage girls. I just, I, it doesn't sit well with me. No. Well, the, the other interesting thing too, is that this article and the use of that photo came out sort of in the wake of the Me Too movement. And for me, knowing that was a photo that doesn't actually fit with the story, it seems almost tone deaf or like, is anyone paying attention to all the things that women are saying, like we're in such an interesting time in society where we're not tolerating the shit anymore. And I mean, there's the level of anger that we're seeing and women are actually acting on it. And so it's, it's interesting to me when you're seeing like the careers of powerful men just crumble and you're seeing ordinary women telling extraordinary stories about, you know, how they've been impacted by sexual harassment and sexual abuse. And then it's, sometimes I wonder, like, is the ski industry paying attention to anything else that's going on in the world? Because as women, you know, just because we're on the mountain or we're into skiing doesn't mean that we get to put those things aside and pretend like reality doesn't exist for us. So there's there's the context piece of like, well, the photo doesn't work with the article. And so I'm, I'm curious what you think about the timing of Ski Magazine to use a photo like this in the wake of everything that's happening in the U.S. right now. I think that Ski Magazine had all the right intentions with this article. And if you look through each profile of each woman, you feel incredibly inspired by what each woman is doing. I mean, there's a picture of Jasmine. I think her last name is Cantor. I could be wrong, but she's like underneath a snowcat fixing it for her backcountry hut. And then there's a picture of Alexandra Miners bringing in a helicopter because she is one of the owners of Alaska Rendezvous Heli Ski Guides. And I think that was so well intended. And it's so interesting to me that a photograph can so easily and so quickly and the insensitivity of the placement of a photograph can completely blur the message of what the intention was. And that's why the timing of it seemed so interesting as well. Like, was it something that Ski Magazine thought through? I'd like to think, yes, it was maybe just their way of being like, this is liberation and this is freedom and this is how we show it. However, I think that there's also like that side of it that's like, did you really think this through? Was this something that was thought through enough to the point where you called each one of the women that were profiled in this story and asked them, what do you think of this? Does this comply with you as a woman and what you're trying to do in your business? Yeah. Well, and doesn't that really speak to something that, you know, I, I know that you're working toward and that, that we're working toward as, as well at coalition is that women need to be in more leadership positions and decision-making, right? So had more women been brought to the table um, on this, perhaps they would have chosen a different photo. This goes back to one of the earlier things we were talking about, which is people feel differently about this and women feel differently about this as well. And it's not to say that there is a right or a wrong on this, because we don't actually live 
in a black and white world. We exist in shades of gray every single day. And so what I wouldn't want to have happen is that people listen to this podcast and then they attack Ski Magazine because no one deserves to be attacked. The point of this is to really have a conversation to say, wait a second, that doesn't represent our values. And as women in an industry, we need to work collectively to be able to have these values sort of rise to the top so that we can help build an industry that we're all proud of being a part of. And not just an industry in the sense of like those of us who work in it professionally, but for any woman who recreates in the outdoors, like the outdoors is is your space. So for me, I guess what I try to wrestle with is that I would like, once again, consider myself like very liberal on the scale of like women's bodies bodies, sexuality, the way that people should get to live their lives. But I find it problematic that women in business are represented with a photo with their top off. And for me personally, like I don't have any bad feelings or like I'm not overly upset with the women who chose to use this photo. But I would hope that they recognize the impact of it and not just the impact to the young girls that you work with at Keeley's camp, but what it means to be a woman in business and that we have to bear that. Like we have to shoulder that weight of going into meetings or going to trade shows or riding the chairlift and wondering if other human beings are thinking about our boobs rather than our brains, right? It is really complicated. So I think it is important for our listeners to know that women made the decision about that photo. And it's important to understand that people will have different opinions and the way that we resolve things is by having respectful conversations. And so if people feel like that's a poor representation of women, they should write respectful letters to the magazine and ask them to change the photo. Or Keely, you and I are totally full of shit. And, uh, we <laughs> and there's no reason to change the photo and we should leave it, which probably both of those things exist because that's the world that we live in, right? That like these totally conflicting viewpoints exist every single day. So that's, that's my take on it. I mean, that's exactly what I've felt and talked with my friends, family, campers, coworkers is we have to have conversations about it or it will never change. And women are coming out of this climate of fear that in a lot of industries have have held them back from reaching that promotion or doing what they wanted because they were too scared to speak up. And I think it's so fascinating what's happening right now. Like women are starting to speak up and use their voice and be like, it's not tolerated. And this is how I feel about it. And I'm going to say that. And, you know, I'm probably going to be considered too assertive or too aggressive, but maybe that's like what I need to be because that's what men do. Like, why can't we be considered equal? (laughs) Sorry, not sorry for um, speaking my truth, living my life and knowing my value and standing up for myself. Sorry, not sorry. And it's true. Like men have been doing this forever and they'll continue to do it. And it's like, these are gendered traits, right? Where like men are supposed to act that way and women are supposed to be accommodating. And one of the coolest things I think that can come out of these conversations or even around these movements is that we start to erase these gendered norms that women can act however they want and men can act however they want within the context of appropriateness and respect. You know, I'm not I'm not saying men can, you know, continue to grab us by the you know what, but I'm just saying that like, we're not prescribing 
gender roles in the way that we communicate or interact. And that would be a pretty phenomenal cultural shift because you're right, like women for so long have been speaking up about these very issues. And it's only until recently has society at large accepted it and not tried to squash it and, you know, basically brush it under the rug or attribute it to just like loud mouth bitchy broads. Like we're actually being taken seriously right now. And that's fascinating because I, you know, I remember times in my life where I was not listened to when I spoke about these things. Yeah, or you're seen as an angry feminist. And that really that really doesn't sit well with me either because I don't think that feminism is something that is supposed to be negatively connotated. It's about us using our voices and being wanted and respected as equals in the eyes of everyone and just in humanity in general. And I think that there's there, like, for example, I, I had a few emails from people that were like, you just sound like an angry feminist. And I was so annoyed with that. I was like, yeah, I was like, really, I, I took a month to eloquently state my state my claim in this and kind of represent how I believe women should be represented in the business world. And, you know, to get just like an email like that, that's like, you're an angry feminist. One, it doesn't start a conversation. It just makes you kind of like more like you do feel that anger emotion. And two, it's, it feels like you're not being heard at all. Like that, everything you put into something, like I really, I've thought so much about that letter is, you know, reduced to you're an angry feminist or you took your top off in Iceland. And I think anyone that thought that my letter was an angry attack on Ski Magazine, because I've heard that as well. Or like we said earlier, demonizing the writer and the photographer, that is not the point at all. And if that is how they feel, they need to maybe reflect within themselves and read the letter again and think about more the implications of how I feel as a businesswoman, more so than angry feminist. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, is that when someone calls you an angry feminist, that's an easy way out of having a real conversation. It's like, could you lowball this even more? It's overused. It's somewhat boring. It's not thoughtful at all. If your response to, you know, either the letter that you wrote or women using their voices in general is that you're an angry feminist, it's almost like, to your point, what's going on with you? And what are the real issues? Because I would say that if somebody feels that way about me or you or anyone else, it's probably not about us. <laughs> it's about them. Right. And that's where I think we just need to let those comments pass. Like there's no point in engaging in an argument with people who are going that that's their response to you. But it's it's a shame that they haven't been able to consider their opinion in a different way and really sort of move beyond what I would call like a completely outdated insult to women. As well, just to add to that, this movement with women right now, there's so many movements going on in so many different industries and cultures within our country. And how exciting is it to hear all the conversations that are coming out of it? It's really wonderful to have and hear women speaking out and talking about their experiences and what's happened to them and making it relatable. Like, yeah, I felt like that too once. And now I can talk about it. It doesn't have to be repressed anymore. It feels good. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's like almost what needs to happen for us to have this like massive shift in the outdoor community and society at large for like the value of women to not be wrapped up in our bodies or the way that we look is to continue to have these really important conversations and have them publicly and with lots of different voices and really take that to the next level. Yeah, and I think that that directly was reflected in this choice of photo in misplaced contact. And I mean, I don't want to say the consequence, but I just want to say like what happened from it. I keep going back to in my mind was the camper that sat down with me and told me, hey, this teenage boy totally teased me and like reduced what I did in Iceland. And I skied, you know, thousands of feet of corn. I scaled peaks in Iceland. We navigated a whiteout in Iceland. And all of a sudden, it's reduced to, did you take your top off in Iceland too, just because of a photograph that was misplaced? And I think like, just continue our conversations and ask questions. And that girl told me the other day, she called me and she said, I'm so proud of you for sticking up for what you believe in. I'm going to do that forever. And I'm going to tell that boy that wasn't okay. And I'm going to tell him what I did in Iceland. I thought that was really cool. Isn't that one of the upsides of this entire thing is that a situation emerged where you were able to have an impact on her life and she was able to learn how to navigate a situation that she will be addressing for the rest of her life. And arguably, if that photo wouldn't have been posted, she never would have had the opportunity to figure out what to do. So perhaps she might be a little bit better off. I guarantee you she's going to listen to this podcast and listen to us confronting these issues with each other, which is so great, Jen. I love this. And she's going to have this space in her own mind to have that resolution with what happened to her and how it affected her. And I think we are accomplishing it right now by just having this conversation. It's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Keely, I want to thank you so much for being on Juicy Bits today. And I want to keep this conversation going and open it up to all of our listeners. So if you have thoughts on this particular issue, please send us a note. You can reach us at juicybits at coalitionsnow.com. You can find us on the Coalition Snow website, but we want to hear from you and let's keep talking about this because I don't think that this issue is going to go away anytime soon. Keely, thank you so much. Are there any parting thoughts that you'd like to leave us with? Let it snow and don't be afraid to speak up when you don't feel like something is right. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Situation, I'm really iffy. Situation, can't you tell?